and welcome back to Shamelessly Unapologetic with your host, me, Alana Pinsky. This episode is going to be about unapologetically being an OnlyFans creator, only for me to tell you that I'm actually leaving the platform. So we got a lot to talk about in this episode. So the way that I want to break this episode down is to talk more about OnlyFans and what it was like being in the sex work realm of things. And just sharing my experiences, the good and the bad of being on OnlyFans. And then I will kind of talk a little bit more about some things that I enjoyed in the platform. I'll even expose how much I have made total within the past. I want to say I've been on it for six months now. I've been on it since September. And then also sharing a little bit about why I'm choosing to leave the platform. So we got a lot to unpack here. So... I actually wanted to share more about my OnlyFans experience with a content creator who was actually supposed to be on my podcast. We were supposed to chat this past weekend, and unfortunately, she did not show up to the call, and I emailed her manager because she was the one that actually reached out to me to schedule this person to be on my podcast, and she completely ghosted me. So that's really unfortunate because I was so excited to talk to somebody in the sex work field and to have a whole conversation about what it's like to work in sex work. And I wanted to know her thoughts on a lot of things. I had a ton of questions that I wanted to ask her. I wanted to play a fun little game with her regarding sex and just anything that you could think of regarding sex, sex work, anything just really inappropriate. That was going to be the conversation and and I'm really sorry that it fell through. I mean, I hope she responds back to me. If not, oh well. I can always reach out to another sex worker and do another episode with somebody else. So unfortunately, this is what we're going to do for now. (laughs) I kind of wanted to start off by sharing a little bit more about how I got started on OnlyFans and why I chose to do it. So when I first heard about OnlyFans. It was actually in 2019. A girl who I competed in my second competition with made this Instagram account where it was a bunch of her lewd photos. She was a model and she definitely took very lewd type photos, some boudoir type photos, and then she had a link to something that said OnlyFans. And I was really curious as to what that meant. And I had never heard of it before. So I clicked on it and I realized it's a subscription-based platform, kind of like Patreon. And I said, okay, maybe she shows her nipples in these photos. I don't know, but cool. I mean, if she's monetizing off of this, good for her. I absolutely had um, nothing against her wanting to post the kind of content that she was posting on Instagram to promote her OnlyFans. Girl, you got to make that bang. Um, show off your confidence. You have a hot bod to begin with. Anyway, so that's when I first heard about it. And I don't think many people heard about OnlyFans until the pandemic started. So I want to say maybe late 2019 to early 2020. I think 2020 is when OnlyFans really gained a lot of popularity within just society in general. I never ever imagined or thought that I was ever going to be on OnlyFans and make my own kind of content and have people pay for it. I had always felt, well, Lana, you're confident, but you're not that confident to the point where you would want to show off your body like that to people who you may not know or you may know, and they're going to see all of your 
you know, your just exposed body. Let's put it that way. And then I realized with OnlyFans, you don't have to do sex work. You can do so much with the platform. You could do cooking. You could do fitness. You could do travel. It, it doesn't matter. It's really just meant for creative purposes. And I chose to still go the sex work realm because why the fuck not, right? So for me, in order to just try to tell myself that I wanted to do OnlyFans, I really had to kind of get over myself. My mind was the only thing that was stopping me from going on the platform. I'm not going to lie. I was definitely scared of what people were going to think, what they were going to say. Was I going to get backlash? Was my family going to find out? All of these things that were running through my head when I was going to do it. I knew the risks that come with starting an OnlyFans, especially if you choose to do sex work. And I decided to do sex work. But not in the way that you would think people would do sex work. So I will explain the kind of content that I was posting in just a little bit. But I think for me, another thing that made me want to do OnlyFans is the fact that, well, you can get money from it. And I was laid off twice during this pandemic. And I was living off unemployment. And basically, I was fucking poor really, really fucking poor. I needed money. I was doing anything I could to get by. I did Instacart. I did Amazon Prime for a little bit. And I hated that because it was impossible to get hours. So I quit that. And so working all these odd jobs, doing a lot of contract work, and then finding out that OnlyFans was an option to make money. So I thought, you know, if I could take pictures of my body and sell it to people, why not? I needed the money. I was so desperate for money and I wasn't getting a job. Interviews were just very slow for me. 2020 was a rough was a rough year for me. And I obviously I'm not trying to go back. Obviously, I'm moving forward in 2021. It's only the third month in and so far it hasn't been that bad at all. I definitely feel like things have been really looking up for me, especially since I've moved to a new city. I've started a new job that's starting to help me pay off my debt And hey, I've been at my job for over a month now. So that's a plus. So I didn't get laid off three weeks in. (laughs) So it looks like I'm doing well. Money was a big thing for me. I needed the money. I was desperate. Not going to lie, I was also bored. I think boredom. And also there was a place where I was definitely horny. And when you're horny, you know, you're thinking all sorts of weird things and OnlyFans came into mind. And that kind of helped me start taking some of my first content because I was already in that sex mindset to get content in. So that's kind of what initiated it. But I've always been a very sex positive person. It's no secret. I've always been very open about that on the internet. I'm an oversharer and I'm not afraid to overshare. A lot of people are very uncomfortable with people who overshare. And guess what? I'm not for you. If you don't like people who overshare and it makes you uncomfortable, then you should probably find a different podcast to listen to because I am definitely the person that likes to overshare. So for me, just being very sex positive and being very comfortable in my sexuality was another reason as to why I wanted to do it. And I thought that OnlyFans would be a really cool way to express that side of me. And it'd be fun to toil with another platform. But I can tell you another main reason, and I actually not the 
another main reason, the main reason, other than just like wanting to show off confidence for myself, was on OnlyFans, I could review people's dating profiles. If you're subscribed to my YouTube channel, you will know that I've talked a lot about what makes a good dating profile. I've reviewed people's dating profiles. I've kind of called out bad profiles and what's a good profile in a bunch of videos. I've talked so much about online dating on my channel and I thought to myself, why not help people? Why not make a business out of it? So OnlyFans was one way that I could do that because on the platform, your fans can message you and they can pay for your content through private messages. So the way that I did my dating reviews was, or not my dating reviews, but my dating profile reviews is they would first reach out to me saying that they would want one and it was free with the subscription. So I initially charged $13 for my content and then I lowered the price to $8 because again, we were in a pandemic and I also felt like I was charging too much money at the time. And once I lowered the price, I definitely saw an increase in fans coming in. But anyway, the way that it worked is they would message me saying, hey, can you look at my dating profile? I need some help. And then I would say, yeah, um, send me some screenshots and I will get back to you with my feedback. I was pretty quick to do it. It's a great way to just kind of engage with your fans and actually talk to them one on one. And Fans really appreciate it when you go in depth and you give them honest feedback. And I did about five profile reviews. So it was kind of cool that I actually did get to do that because that was my initial goal of doing OnlyFans was to review dating profiles. It was mostly men that I reviewed. I never had any women ask me for help, but I did have women subscribe to my platform, which was pretty cool. And of course, all genders are welcome. If a woman wants pictures of my boobs, then you know what? Shit, I'll send her pictures of my boobs. I really don't care. They're boobs. We all we all have them. We all see them. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that was one of the big reasons as to why I did it. And reviewing the dating profiles was really fun. I love that people came to me and they trusted my judgment and my feedback to help them. And getting their feedback on my feedback was also very meaningful. And they were really happy and grateful that I could help them improve their profile regardless of what their intentions were. So that was why I started OnlyFans in the first place. So when I was ready to announce it, because in order to gain fans on OnlyFans, you have to promote the platform on your social media. You can't rely on anything else. Like you can't just rely on your link and then expect to get fans because there's no algorithm. There's no way for people to discover you. And that's something that I really wish OnlyFans had was an algorithm so people could come find you and they could subscribe to you and learn more about your content and what you post. So I realized if I ever wanted to make money doing this, I had to promote it. I had to use my social accounts and use the following that I already had from YouTube and Instagram. It was very scary. I'm not going to lie. I was thinking to myself, how are people going to react to this? I'm totally going to get made fun of what if my pictures get leaked and there are people who have always hated me that are going to subscribe to me. And oh, let me tell you, I got a story for you. But before I get to that, I just want to say I was nervous and I had to get over myself, though, because it was the same thing with my YouTube channel. I remember when I first started YouTube, I was afraid of what people were going to think of me. Were people going to make fun of what I was doing? And then I realized I don't give a shit. 
this is my content. If they don't like what I have to say, that's fine. They don't have to watch my videos. But I know out there, there will be people that will find my content valuable. And I was right. It took a while for my YouTube channel to start off and for it to get traction to the right audience. But it was the same thing with OnlyFans. I had to get over it, not care with what people would say about it, and just do it. There would be people who would support me. And there were people who supported me. I'm sure there were people who made fun of me for it. I think I will say I was very lucky that I didn't get too much backlash to my face, that is. I didn't really get a lot of nasty DMs about doing OnlyFans. But I'm sure there was talk about it behind my back in private. And I don't want to know. I don't care. But yeah, I was scared. I was more scared about my family finding out. My sister found out. I don't think my brother found out. And my parents definitely don't know. And it took a while for me to bring it up with my sister because at first when I started, I didn't know she knew or not. My sister and I actually don't follow each other on Instagram anymore because my sister couldn't handle my outspokenness on Instagram. It really bothered her. And she would always reply back to my stories just making fun of me or just shitting on whatever I was posting. And I said, you know, just unfollow me. If you don't like what I post, unfollow me. And she goes, you wouldn't be mad if your sister unfollowed you? And I said, no, because I want people who are following me to support the content that I post. And you clearly don't support what I post. So she unfollowed me and then I unfollowed her because I'm petty like that. (laughs) So I think the way that she found out was just somebody that she's friends with who follows me on Instagram was the one that relayed the message back to her. So The way that she found out was on my birthday when she FaceTimed me and I was telling her how my mom hadn't called me in a while. It had been three months since I had talked to them. And then I was like, Rebecca, I'm wondering, like, does she? And my sister was like, does she? Wait, are you? Do you know if she knows that you have OnlyFans? Is that why? And I was like, "Okay, so my sister knows. Um, and I was like, yeah. And she goes, Alana, no, I would never tell mom or dad that you have an OnlyFans account. I am not that stupid. Thank God, because my sister has a big mouth. My mom has a big mouth. My family likes to gossip a ton, which is why I don't like telling my family anything about my life because they're just going to spread it. And I just I can't trust them with information about my life. So That's how she found out through that conversation. And she was like, I just want you to be careful. And I mean, you know, if you're making money off of it, good for you. But definitely do not let our parents find out that you have this. And I said, trust me, I'm doing my best. So that's how she found out through that. So I think she eventually got over the fact that I have OnlyFans. But I knew there was judgment there. My sister's just kind of always been judgy of me. It is what it is, but I was a little bit surprised that her reaction wasn't completely negative. So that's a plus right there. I definitely got a lot of praise from it, and many people clicked on the video when I first announced it. It got a lot of attention, but I knew that it definitely pissed off some subscribers who did come to my channel. (laughs) I remember my announcement video costed me four subscribers so four subscribers unsubbed because I announced I was doing OnlyFans and I said okay bye I don't know 
why you're so bothered by me wanting to do the platform, but bye. So there was some negativity and like more like engagement or loss of subscribers by announcing it, but nobody ever said like anything mean. I think I was very lucky with people not saying anything mean to me online about it. But again, I'm sure people talked about it behind my back. So we'll let it stay a secret because I I just don't care. I don't need to know. So let's talk about the content that I posted on OnlyFans. So basically what I posted on the platform was a lot of lewd pictures. So what I would do is I would post like picture of me that was topless, but I would normally hide my boobs. My hair was a great way to hide that. Sometimes I would be completely naked, but again, it was more so you could see like the sides. You couldn't see like any private parts. They were covered up, but it was still like a lot of skin. I posted a ton of booty pictures. I think my ass was probably the biggest thing that you would see for my OnlyFans. <laughs> it's all over my OnlyFans. So if you ever want to see a picture of my butt, I mean, hey, it's there, whatever. And then there were pictures of me in lingerie. Sometimes I wasn't wearing a top. Sometimes I was wearing a top. I did a really fun shoot for Halloween where I posted a picture of me, different kinds of sexy lingerie with masks and costumes on. That was very fun content to make. And then I made this video called Truth or Strip, where I had my fans submit questions to me that would make me uncomfortable, kind of like Truth or Drink, where a lot of YouTubers play that game for a video and they have to take a shot if they're really uncomfortable about answering a question. So if there was something that I was really uncomfortable about answering, then I would take an article of clothing off. But the questions they asked me weren't all that savage. So I only took off one thing and I was kind of disappointed. But it is what it is. Like it was a really fun video that my fans really enjoyed. And I would love to do a truth or drink video on my YouTube channel. But I'm going to wait a little bit. Maybe when I get a thousand fans, not a thousand fans, a thousand subscribers, which I'm really close to getting, then I can make that video. But for now, I'm going to hold off. So that was another thing. And then The other last thing that I did on my feed was posting sexy story times. So originally I wrote out the stories in my notes app and then took a screenshot of it. But then I got feedback saying, hey, it's really hard to read that. The screenshots sometimes are blurry. So I said, "Okay, thanks for your feedback. So I had an idea where I would do like a little mini podcast recording of my sexy story times. And basically it was me just sharing my experiences of whenever I had sex with dudes. And those are always fun for people to listen to. People really seem to like the sexy story times. So that was a really fun thing for my fans as well. So that was pretty much the content that I posted. But if people wanted to see my boobs, they had to DM me privately. And I had a whole menu of fun things that I could do for fans if they wanted content of my body. And they would just message me saying, can I see your menu card? And then they would pick something and then I would give it to them. I did dick ratings. Those were really fun to do. I did a lot of pictures and videos of me doing topless shoots. Those were always fun. I made some money doing that. I would say the DMs is kind of where I got most of my money from compared to just subscriptions. And then also with the dating profile reviews. But again, that was free with the subscription. In terms of the money, let's talk about that. So I made a video. I uploaded it, I want to say back in October or November where I shared how much I made within my first month on OnlyFans. And I believe the total was like $229. 
not a lot of money. I mean, you see a lot of videos where these girls will make a YouTube video and they will say, I made $2,000 within my first month. I made $4,000 within my first month. And I'm just like, <laughs> here's me with like $200. <laughs> yep. But I was honest. I wanted to say, you know, there are a lot of girls out there, yes, who are making thousands of dollars within their first month. But I wanted to give them a really honest perspective that that's not always the case. You're not always going to get $1,000 from the platform. You may make as little as $50. You could make $100. It really depends on your work ethic. I definitely think that you have to have a strong work ethic to make a lot of money on OnlyFans. You definitely need to be consistent. Some people will post content three times a day. I did one post every day for like five to six times a week. That's normally what I did in terms of uploading. And then I would let DMs come through and I would normally get a lot of DMs during the weekend. So I typically use the weekends to respond to DMs and create content for them if they wanted something. And that was really fun to do the private messaging stuff. I really enjoyed getting to talk to some of my fans through the messaging app. Sometimes I didn't even want to talk about sex. Sometimes they really just wanted to get to know me as a person, what my hobbies were, and they treated me like real people. I will say I was very, very fortunate enough to have respectful fans. I know there have been people out there that have had really entitled fans and they will say rude things. And I have a crazy story that actually happened to me last week. It happened on International Women's Day, mind you. But I will get into I'll get into that in a little bit. But back to the money part. So a lot of the money came from DMs. And I will say as of now, it's March that I'm recording this. I've made a grand total of $1,331 from being on the platform for six months. That's probably someone's income within like a whole week. But you know what? At the same time, I'm kind of proud to say that I made at least $1,000 on the platform. And I think if I had promoted my content more and if I had worked harder and posted more content, then I could have had way more money made from OnlyFans. But I wanted to be honest and realistic with how much I've made from it because not everyone is going to make like $20,000 from the platform. It's just not possible. So yeah, I am still grateful for the money that I've made and I'm still trying to pay taxes from it, which is like something that you got to keep in mind when you make OnlyFans. You have to pay your own taxes because you're an independent contractor. So that sucks, because I owe like $200 in taxes. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. Anyway, but that's what I've made so far. And I'm, I'm pretty proud of that. So it is what it is. In terms of fan numbers. So over the course of the time that I have been on the platform, I've gained over I've gained 44 fans. So 44 people have subscribed. They've come and gone. Not everybody stays because it's expensive. It's a subscription model. And not everyone can afford to pay you every month. What I found out is that some people will pay you one to two months and then they'll come back and they will take a break from your platform for maybe one to two months and then they'll resubscribe to you later on. That happened to me. I've noticed that with a couple of people who are subscribed to me. As of right now, I only have 10 fans, so I've definitely lost a ton of people. And I don't take it personally when someone turns their rebel off. 
it is what it is. I mean, I've also have been very lazy with posting content and I'm about to get into the laziness very, very soon. There's so much that I still need to talk about. But anyway, so that has kind of been sad to lose that many fans, but I'm grateful for the 10 people who have still stayed and still engage with my content. And they've been my most loyal ones who keep returning. I am sad that one of my favorite fans isn't subscribed to me at the moment. I think he's also one of those people that I mentioned who comes and goes after a few months and they will return when they want to get more of me again. So he was very nice and I like to call him my online sugar daddy and I'll share a little bit more about him as well. So those are like my that's like my fan base. So I've had 44 people subscribe to me and then also one of those 44 people. So let's talk about um, when I mentioned earlier a person who was subscribed to me for the wrong reasons would possibly expose my content. OK, so I don't know if they've exposed anything because I have no way of knowing. But there was this guy that I've known since middle school. He was the biggest fucking douchebag I've ever met in my life. He was so mean to me and ugh, I can't I can't stand this dude. So I get a notification saying I get a new fan on OnlyFans and I know on Facebook this guy has one of his friends also that we went to high school with. That's how they met. He has his friend's name like so his Facebook name is his friend's name spelled backwards. <laughs> it's super cringy. I don't understand. It's like you're almost 30 years old. Why can't you just have your normal fucking name on your Facebook? Why does it have to be one of your best friend's names spelled backwards? I know you did that like years ago when you were in college. He hasn't changed it. It doesn't make any sense. But it's like, dude, you're almost 30. I think it's time that you change your Facebook name back to your name again. Like, do you really need to have a pseudo name? And also using your best friend's name spelled backwards. Anyway, whatever. So this dumbass literally subscribes to my OnlyFans using his friend's name spelled backwards. That's how he, that's how he brands himself on all the social media platforms. Apparently, that's his Instagram name. It's his Facebook name. And that's what the username it was for OnlyFans. So I knew that it was him. I knew that he wasn't framing anyone. I knew it was him because he was also stalking my Instagram stories. And the dude doesn't even follow me on Instagram. It's so sad. It's like, why am I still living in your head rent free? It makes no fucking sense. But hey, you know what? Thanks for your money, dude. Like, shit, I'll take it. So I waited for his whole subscription to expire and once his subscription expired, because he only did a month, he didn't have the rebill on, I blocked him. Yeah, I have no idea if he exposed anything. Honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if he's exposed anything. He never really engaged with my content. I think he liked one picture, but he never DM'd me. Thank God. Because if he DM'd me, I would say, no, because I know who this is and I don't fucking trust you for shit. So if you want to see what's on the feed now, you can. But if I find out that you've leaked my content, I will sue your ass. So mind you, be careful. Like, don't fuck with me. So again, I don't know what's been leaked. I, I really don't know. But I at this point, like, I just don't care. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, there's a picture of my ass. It's out there. You know what? I'm proud of that ass. I worked hard for it. Enjoy it. 
that's kind of the attitude that I'm looking at right now. If any of my content gets exposed, I'm going to say, you know what? I'm hot and sexy and I know it. So enjoy my body because I know it's hot and sexy. That's the attitude I'm just taking with it right now. So if someone from my high school or middle school sees my content leaked, I just don't give a shit. Let their eyes burn or let them enjoy because I really don't care. And if I do find out who leaked it, then yeah, I can sue them because that's private paid content. There was even a law warning on my OnlyFans bio that if you leak my content, there will be legal action. So I don't know. But anyway, I don't know how you found out about my OnlyFans. I think the biggest way that I I think if my theory is correct, he is still friends with this girl that I've known since middle school who does follow me on Instagram. And I think she shares any kind of posts that I make related to OnlyFans with him on Instagram. So he probably took the initiative to check it out. And that's probably how we ended up seeing my story. And he had to subscribe to me out of curiosity. But I just don't understand, like, why does she care that I'm on OnlyFans? And why does she care to share it with him specifically? That's where I was really confused because... I haven't spoken to any of these people in a very long time. I think the last time I spoke to this girl was when she DM'd me on Instagram asking me where I got my sunglasses from. And I was like more than happy to tell her where I got my sunglasses from. That's not a big deal. But in terms of the guy specifically, I just don't understand like what made her say, hey, check out Alana. She has an OnlyFans account. You got to see this dude. Like, why him specifically? Unless if it's just because they're very close to this day and they just kind of felt the need to just talk shit about me. Uh, yo, I don't even know. It's so sad that I still live in their heads rent-free. I've unfollowed most people that I've gone to middle school and high school with on social media. I did a mass deletion on Facebook. I absolutely want nothing to do with these people because they're still the same vile people that they are to this day. So, yeah, it's a little funny, crazy story about being worried about my content being in the wrong hands but I've moved past it they're blocked it's done it is what it is so let's move on if there's one thing that I've already mentioned I talked about how it's really hard to grow on OnlyFans so there's no algorithm and you have to rely on promotion so the way that I promoted my content was through some promos that I found through Twitter which by the way are a scam so if you ever do OnlyFans do not pay for any promotions that you see on Twitter because they will not be exposed to anybody. They have a bunch of fake followers and none of them are going to subscribe to your content. Okay. There was one paid opportunity that I used that I knew is legit that has gone results. I don't think I got any results. I think I actually maybe gained one fan from her promotion, but it's a girl that I follow on YouTube. Her name is Michaela Simantri. I absolutely love her. She is such a breath of fresh air. And the amount of hate that she gets is just ridiculous because I would totally be friends with this girl. I think she's so awesome. She's so sweet. So she does a lot of paid promotions to help girls on OnlyFans. She's a top creator and she has a lot of fans. And so she really wants to help other women get more fans with some of the fans that are subscribed to her content. I think a lot of her subscribers are buyers and that's why she does promotions. It's very smart. But she still does her own content. But all of her content is done 
through the DMs because she's so worried about her content getting leaked. So I know if you wanted to see pictures of whatever she does, because I have no idea what she posts on OnlyFans within her DMs. She's very, very secretive about it, which I respect. But if you want to see her content, you have to message her and ask her for it. So, yeah, that was one thing that I did to try to gain fans. I really don't recommend promos, but I would say Michaela seems to be a lot more legit than the things that you see on Twitter. Twitter was a big way to promote on OnlyFans. I did make a separate fake account for sex work, and I would post some content there, but it just became too hard to keep up with. So if there's one good thing about Twitter is that it's very sex work friendly, so you could see a lot of free porn <laughs> on Twitter. You don't even need to go to like Pornhub for that stuff because it's all on Twitter. And it's a great way to promote yourself and your OnlyFans and to gain subscribers that way. But I relied heavily on YouTube and Instagram to promote my links. I think most of my fans did come from my YouTube channel. A lot of men seem to think I'm attractive and they love my videos and they're like, oh, Lana's so good looking. I want to see more of her. And so then they go to my OnlyFans and then and they subscribe. Thanks, guys. And if you're a guy who listens to my podcast, watch my, watches my YouTube channel and was also subscribed to my OnlyFans, I just want to say, sir, thank you very much. Appreciate your support. And then TikTok is another great way to promote on OnlyFans. I had a very hard time with TikTok. I suck at growing on that platform. The algorithm hates me but there are a lot of people out there that will post a lot of thirst traps and they will gain a big following I know a girl that I went to college with who made a sex work niche on TikTok and she has gained I think over 30,000 followers on TikTok just by making thirst trap videos and that's how she was able to gain over 100 fans on her OnlyFans account and she was able to make some good money doing that she actually just stopped her OnlyFans for her own personal reasons, which I'm not going to get into. But, um, well, actually, I do have a story. Because the story that I mentioned where it was International Women's Day, I do want to talk about that really quick in terms of, like, respect and disrespect that I've received on the platform. So we can actually get into that now. So in terms of my experiences with respect and disrespect, I, again, have been very fortunate enough to have very respectful fans. I have never had any fans that have made me feel really uncomfortable. They have definitely said some things that have been a little concerning, but I say, hey, I don't do stuff like that, so please don't ask. And then they say, oh, okay, I get it. Sadly, I've lost some fans when I say, hey, I don't do this, and it is what it is. I mean, I would rather lose a subscriber than uh, have someone be rude to me and not respect my boundaries but yeah, for the most part, people were really kind to me. People didn't always see me as a sex object. They saw me as a person. They still wanted to get to know who I was. And that's the thing with OnlyFans is they're not going to always subscribe to you because of your body. Sometimes they want to know your personality. Your personality can say a lot to your fans and your fans will really admire that about you. And that's another reason as to why they're so drawn to you. It's the same reason as to why people subscribe to me on YouTube is because they may not necessarily care about what it's like to live in Portland or San Francisco, but they subscribe to me because they like who I am as a person and they find me to be entertaining like that, just with my personality alone. So that's something that you can really take into consideration if you ever want to start OnlyFans. But yeah, so again, it's mostly been positive on my end. 
Um, in terms of disrespect, the only disrespectful thing that I've experienced on the platform was not on my own platform, but on somebody else's platform. And this is the girl that I just mentioned who just chose to recently step away. So she basically made an announcement saying that she was leaving the platform because she had been stalked by somebody and it was one of her OnlyFans subscribers. And that's fucking terrifying. So there was a bunch of drama surrounding that in itself. And so one of her fans commented on it saying, don't give out your personal information. Clearly, she did not do that. She's not dumb. So I replied back to this person. I commented on the post and I said, hey, she's not doing that. She's not dumb. Long story short. And then he was like, you don't need to be rude. Like, I don't know why you're taking so offense to this. And then I said, hey, I'm not being rude. I'm just holding you accountable because you're kind of gaslighting her by saying that she's taking your comment too sensitively. And then he got really mad and he called me the C word. And he basically said a lot of terrible things to me. So she had to restrict him. And then he basically got angry at her for restricting him. And he sent her a nasty DM on Twitter and she had to block him and then delete her whole entire Twitter because of this angry dude. God, incels are so fucking scary, y'all. I I cannot. I know she definitely got a lot of disrespectful people on her platform. And I feel really bad. And she goes, well, that comes with the territory when you have over 100 fans. And I said, yeah, but that doesn't mean it's right. And that doesn't mean that you need to be experiencing that. That's not fair. So she definitely got a lot more heat than I did, but that's the only time where I've gotten disrespect from somebody on the platform was from somebody else's OnlyFans page, which is really scary. But again, it's been a very positive experience for me. I've been very grateful for all the fans that I have, and I want to thank them again for just supporting me and tuning into my content every single month and paying for it. It means a lot. Like I really do appreciate their support. So I want to like talk about two different things that have really stood out to me from fans. So a question that I get asked a lot is what is the most craziest, funniest request you've ever gotten? And just so we're clear, I'm not kink shaming. I was just like, whoa, this is new to me. It definitely took me by surprise. And I'm not going to lie, I chuckled a little bit, but people got their kinks and it was something that I was comfortable doing. <laughs> But basically what it was is somebody wanted to get a video of me where I would take my vibrator and I would lube it up and then jack it off with my feet. And I said, okay, done. That will be $12. <laughs> and so I filmed the video doing just that and boom, easy money. So, yeah, it was a very um, interesting request. Everyone's got their kinks and fetishes, but I'm more than happy to do any kind of ridiculous fee content. It's easy money. And it makes somebody happy at the end of the day. So I did it. So that was definitely the funniest request I've ever gotten. And then I have online sugar daddies. So <laughs> this guy has been subscribed to me, I think, for three months. And he is definitely my highest paying fan. So he would always ask me for content and pictures, mostly of my upper body. And I would give him video, I would send him videos, we would sex a little bit, we would sometimes just chat. He didn't always make things about sex with me. 
he sometimes wanted to get to know me as a person. He was like, so how was your weekend? What are you doing? For What do you like to do for fun? This guy had also lived in Kentucky when I was in Kentucky. So he talked about like UK basketball. He was actually really nice. And I was happy to just have a regular casual conversation with him just about life in general. So yeah, I like to call him my online sugar daddy because I made some decent money from him. He loved to throw his dollars at me, so I wasn't complaining. I was definitely sad when he stopped subscribing to me, but it's okay. You know, that's just, again, part of being on OnlyFans. Not everyone's going to be able to stay for a long period of time, but I will never forget him as a, as a subscriber because he was good to me. He was very good to me, and I enjoyed his money. So now let's kind of talk about where things start to go downhill from here, so... When I first started the platform, I was posting five to six days a week in the beginning. And then February is where things got very tough for me. I started my full-time job and I was beginning to feel really overwhelmed. I was running my YouTube channel, this podcast, the podcast Instagram, which I'm also falling behind on and I no longer want to create content for, but I'll always post updates about the podcast there, which I've kind of already announced to begin with. And then there was OnlyFans and every now and then I'll make a TikTok video. There was just so much going on and I was like, I can't do it all. I am running myself ragged. So for me, I kind of just want to focus on my YouTube channel, my podcast. And while OnlyFans was a fun way to make some money, I'm becoming tired and I would rather have my other streams of income be my YouTube channel. When I get monetized, it will happen this year, which I'm excited about. This podcast, even though I make pennies for my podcast, I really don't make any money from it, but it's still, I count it as a source of income. And then I'm on Newsbreak as well, where I'll post my videos on there and I make money through that. So I have technically, well, I right now I have three sources of income. I have OnlyFans, my podcast, and Newsbreak, and then once I stop OnlyFans, I will have three again where I'll be YouTube, my podcast, and Newsbreak. And then eventually I'll hope to have sponsorships and brand deals for more streams of revenue. But for the time being, oh, and then I have my full-time job. I guess I'm talking about my revenue outside of my full-time job. I have three other sources of income at the moment. But besides the point, it's a lot to do all this content when you have a full-time job. I typically have to use gaps in my schedule to do content or I have to wait until the weekend and it's a lot of time and I don't have enough time in the week to get everything done which is another reason as to why I'm stepping back from OnlyFans. I'm overwhelmed and the quality of my content was just diminishing and I was starting to lose creativity. I was getting bored of doing the same shit over and over again and I felt like I was boring my fans and I just stopped trying. So I have kind of resigned from OnlyFans. So basically I sent a mass message to all of my fans who are still subscribed to me saying I'm leaving the platform for all my reasons. And I said that March will be the last month. So I'm going to try to post maybe twice a week on OnlyFans up until the end of this month. And then I'm going to be done. I'll probably delete the account. That way nobody can subscribe to me anymore. And nobody's wasting their money. I've increased my price to like $20 in hopes that my fans will turn off their rebills. Because I told my fans, 
either please turn your rebills off or ask me to block you because that's the only way that you can get a refund. I don't have any control of refunding. And the only way that you can get your money back is if I block you. So I said, let me know what you want and I will grant your wish. It's been really tough to say goodbye, but I got to do what's best for me mentally. And I really don't want to have this turned very, very dark because I know there is a really dark side to sex work and I don't want to experience that dark side because I know my friend has experienced a little bit of already and I really don't want to be in her shoes. So that's another reason as to why I'm choosing to step back from it. I've been very grateful for being on the platform and it's been very fun. But there's so many other ways that I can utilize my creativity. And if people still want to get a dating profile audit from me, they can slide in my DMs, they can Venmo me, and I will be more than happy to provide that service for them. So let me know if you ever want me to review your dating profile because I'll be more than happy to do that for you for like $7. Not that expensive. But yeah, other than that, that's kind of just my background of like being on OnlyFans, my thoughts, my experiences, overall raw and deep, and as to why I'm leaving. I'm curious to know if you would ever start an OnlyFans or if you're an OnlyFans creator, I'd love to know your thoughts about being on the platform or if you're a sex work in general. Maybe if you're not on OnlyFans, but you're a stripper, you work in prostitution or you do something else. I would love for you to email me because I would love to have you on the podcast and chat more about sex work. I think it's a great industry. Sex work is real work and we need to normalize it. If you have any other shameless unapologetic experiences that you want to share with me, feel free to email the podcast at shamelesslyunapologeticpodcast at gmail.com and follow the Instagram account at shamelesslyunapologetic. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you next week with a brand new episode. Bye.